0: Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore,
1: Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Thank you for being here on the Sunday morning for Mile High Magazine. I think we all know and we've all heard about the opioid crisis going on in America today. And so with us today, we have Dr. David Severance. He's the Chief Medical Officer with United Healthcare. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Happy to be here.
1: Well, thank you for being here to talk about such an important topic. First off, what is included in the opioid class of drugs?
0: Yeah, so most commonly opioids are uh, pain relievers uh, that are generally uh, obtained through a prescription. The most common ones, brand names that people may be aware of are things like Vicodin, Percocet, Demerol, Norco. Uh, those are common examples.
1: Okay. And Oxy?
0: Oxycontin, yes. That's a biggie, uh, it's a It's huh? a big one.
1: We were talking out in the lobby about this because we hear all about the crisis going on in America today, but this is not the first time that our country's been plagued by an opioid crisis. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that's right. I think it's instructive to remember that the term opioid actually comes from the word opium Mm -hmm. and opium comes from the poppy plant. Right. And that's been around for millennia. Uh, So uh, here in the United States, we've actually seen three or two epidemics prior to this one. The first one was in the late 1800s, ironically enough, uh, that came about when uh, Bayer, uh, the company that makes Bayer Aspirin, was able to um, produce a medicinal form of opium. And Mm -hmm. the brand name of that was heroin. Okay. Uh, so that was the first epidemic. That's
1: what I was going to ask you about. We'll get back to that here in a minute. And when was the second?
0: The second one came right after World War Two is many of our returning veterans came back from the war. Uh, Some of them already, uh, perhaps unknown to themselves, addicted to morphine, Mm -hmm. um, uh, came back and began Uh, continuing to abuse or either morphine or, or heroin, other street drugs.
1: Okay. So heroin is considered part of this opioid crisis. Yes, it is. And it used to be at least, you know, when I was growing up, heroin was like, Oh my gosh, you never heard about it. And you see it more in the media. Now you hear about more celebrities overdosing on it. Why are we seeing this popularity again with opioids?
0: Well, I think it's multifactorial. Um, certainly, uh, Opioids have become much more available over the last 20 or 30 years. Um, And a a chief driver of that is, quite frankly, the use of opioids for medicinal purposes.
1: But I think one of the things I'm always wondering is what makes opioids so addictive? Because you don't hear about other drugs that you got addicted to that got rid of pain, like Advil or something like that. But opioids have that addictive quality.
0: Yeah, it's a a really uh, complicated Uh, Subject to discuss, suffice to say that opioids induce certain physiologic responses in the body Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, result first in something called tolerance, which means that your body becomes accustomed to uh, the effects of an opioid at a certain dose, Mm -hmm. which then requires higher doses to get the same effect. And that, in response, can lead ultimately to addiction.
1: Okay. Are there people who should never be prescribed opioids?
0: That's a really complicated question, Mm -hmm. and the answer is probably yes, but what makes it complicated is we don't know who those people are. There are some individuals who are probably predilected to addiction. Mm -hmm. The thing is is that there isn't a blood test or anything else we can do to really identify them. So I think the important thing to remember as an individual is you can't assume that you will or will not become addicted to opioids, and therefore it's really important that one is a good consumer Um, when uh, considering uh, using an opioid prescription.
1: And I have to be honest. I mean, I've had teeth pulled. I've had different surgeries done. And I'll get a prescription. I'll take it for a day or two. And I don't like how I feel on it. So I would always rather do an ibuprofen or something like that. But how do you have that conversation with your doctor of, hey, I don't want to get addicted to these. I don't think I'm going to. But yet I need something to cut this pain.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think... Um, it begins with being, as I said before, a good consumer of healthcare. And what I'm about to say uh, I think stands true for um, any medication or, in fact, any other diagnostic or therapeutic decision um, that's being made either by you or on behalf of you by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so as a consumer, it's important that you enter into this uh, with... Uh, the intent of understanding the risks and benefits of any decision you make. As you speak with a a, a care provider, whether Mm -hmm. it be a physician or a dentist who intends to prescribe an opioid, it's really important that you ask the right questions to understand the risks and those benefits. And we can go into those in detail.
1: Yeah, what are some of those questions? And I I have to tell you, (laughs) you gave me a couple different, the Vicodin and the Percocet, I didn't realize that was on there. I was thinking it was Oxy, I thought it was heroin, morphine I knew, but I didn't realize about the other two. Because those are pretty easily prescribed by a lot of doctors.
0: Yeah, that's right, and they they tend to be uh, lower potency, mm-hmm. um, but they still have the same likelihood of inducing um, you know an escalation in dosing that would mm-hmm. ultimately. Uh, lead to some type of dependency, so you do okay. have to be careful.
1: How many? Let's start with how many days. I mean, you you're in pain. Maybe it's post surgery, whatever it may be. Is there a safe amount of days that you can be on an opioid to help treat the pain before it becomes potentially addictive?
0: Yeah. So let let's be clear. There there there's no such thing as an absolutely safe medication. Okay. Okay. So let's just get that out in front. Uh, the second thing is, is, let's talk a little bit about how these are used. And when we're talking specific to pain, there's two circumstances. There's there's acute pain and there's chronic pain. Right. Let's start with acute pain. Um, certainly these medications can be effective for acute, acute pain, but when we're talking about acute pain, we're talking about something where we should expect that opioids are really not needed for more than three to five days. Okay. So the Typical thing like that would be post-surgical, get your wisdom teeth out, you, you break a bone and end up in the emergency room. That would be an appropriate time for an opioid. Okay. Okay.
1: It's a short term is what I'm hearing you say.
0: That's right. Okay. So so the benefit to the opioid in that circumstance would be, okay, it's going to reduce, It's not going to relieve, not going to mm-hmm. take away, but it'll take the edge off of the pain for a few days. Okay. Okay, so the first question is, what is the benefit? Okay. Second question may be, well, what are my alternatives? Mm-hmm. So in many circumstances people will find that some of the over the counter uh, medications that you mentioned before that right. are less addicting such as motrin or mm-hmm. tylenol can be equally effective okay. okay so you want to understand what those alternatives are okay and you know likewise they have risks too they they certainly are not uh, likely to cause addiction like the opioids are but mm-hmm. you need to discuss those with your provider as well
1: okay you talk to your doctor you decide that you're going to do a short term of opioids what are some of the warning signs that you as a consumer you're taking them for pain that maybe you can be a little aware like oh this is not quite right
0: yeah right so uh, again short term is important recognizing that any time you take a medication, you are assuming the risks of those medications. You want to understand what they are, and you want to understand how to mitigate them. And you've already alluded to one. You want to take it for as short of time as necessary. You want to be clear with that with the doctor. How long do you think I should need this medication? Right. And so the first warning sign is if you're finding that you need to take the medication for longer than what the doctor has advised, that's something you should clue in on. Hmm. Uh, the second one is, is if you find that uh, the dosing you're taking is not as effective as it used to be, that's another warning sign.
1: That's a tolerance you're talking about. That's a tolerance
0: about. one. Then the okay. third one is you just want to be aware of some of the side effects and are they becoming intolerable. You know, one of the most common ones with opioids is constipation. Uh, another one is sedation. That's why they always say don't operate heavy machinery while you're taking these medications. It's really important to
1: understand that. Yeah, I have to say, that I, I see those little stickers. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I have to go on with life, you know. And right. I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of times you're in pain or you're post-surgery, you're a little groggy when you get prescribed some of this. You don't have the clearest mind to ask questions.
0: Yeah, that's right. And it's important that you ask the questions before the procedure. Mm-hmm. And then when you get home, don't be apprehensive to ask the questions again. Mm-hmm. Make a phone call or have uh, you know a friend or a loved one with you to get those instructions.
1: One of the things I've heard as I've talked and interviewed different people on the opioid crisis is don't keep the extras in your house when you're done with it. It's
0: absolutely true.
1: Why um, is that?
0: So it, 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 an interesting statistic is that for those individuals who engage in uh, using opioids for non-medical purposes, mm-hmm recreational purposes. 70% of the time they get those medications, they access those medications from somebody else's prescription. So a family member or a friend. Um, So just by virtue of fact that you have these medications lying around the house uh, increases the possibility that they will end up in somebody else's hands and be misused.
1: That's scary.
0: The other thing that... uh, that one needs to remember as well is it, it's not uncommon for a well-intended individual to give one of their opioids to a friend or family member when that friend or family member is experiencing pain. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, again, that that friend or family member needs to be aware of the risks and the benefits of the medications, just like. You would if you're uh, talking with your doctor, and these medications really are best used under the supervision of a doctor.
1: So you may think you're helping by saying, hey, I've got some old pills, but you're not. You're not. Okay, so you've got these old pills. You didn't need them. You didn't use them. Um, I've heard, don't flush them. You don't want to get that in the groundwater. What do you do with them?
0: Don't flush them. Don't throw them away in the garbage unaltered. And I'll discuss that a little okay. bit more. The best way to get rid of these things is to turn them in to an authority that is willing to take them. Mm-hmm. And the, the two places that are most commonly um, available to do that is the Drug Enforcement Agency. DEA does run National Drug Take-Back Days. Right. I think there was one just recently. Yep, there sure was. And yep. um, if you want to know when the next one is, you can go to the DEA's website mm-hmm. and they will, they will publish When the next one is the second one is, is within communities, there are certain uh, organizations or companies that will do this as well. So uh, commonly pharmacies Mm -hmm. will have um, will accept unneeded drugs and they will dispose of them properly. I would advise that you call the pharmacy before you take them there. But Mm -hmm. that's one place you can look at. Sometimes uh, police stations, sheriff's offices, that kinds of thing will also accept unused medications. But again, uh, the caveat is always call before you you take them.
1: Well, it's interesting. I was just at my pharmacy recently and they had, you know, it looked almost like how you return library books. They had a big bin outside and it said for your unused drugs. And so an elderly woman said, well, do you need me to keep them in the bottles? And they said, absolutely not. You just throw them in a baggie. You open it up and you throw them in there and that you can't reach in and get them. You know, but they're collecting them all the time now, apparently. Yeah,
0: that's right. And if all else fails, um, I, I mentioned don't throw them away unaltered. There are a couple of ways that uh, people have recommended that you could uh, throw them away in an altered way. So what, uh, what does that mean? One example yeah. would be mix them with used kitty litter. Okay. Um, so if
1: somebody finds them, they're not going to... They're, they're, uh, okay. they're,
0: they're not likely to take them. Okay. So uh, Mix them with something particularly nasty. Right, I'm hearing what you're
1: saying on this one. Okay, unconsumable. Make them unattractive. You got it. (laughs) Okay, and then you can get rid of them. Um, If you, if you, we talked a little bit earlier about chronic pain, um, and that this is opioids are not for chronic pain.
0: Yeah, that's is that correct? This is a chronic pain. Listen, this is a a particularly vexing problem. Okay, having treated people in chronic pain, I. Completely sympathize with the um, decrement to their quality of life that they Mm -hmm. go through. And uh, because of that, again, we've looked to opioids as a solution. And what we found out over the years is that they really don't work all that well and part of it is again going back to that whole thing about tolerance
1: That's what I was just wondering you, yeah
0: you know uh, when we, we talk about tolerance, uh, we often think about it in terms of side effects you mm-hmm. can take more of the medication without having the side effects but if it's if your body is tolerating the side effects, it's also tolerating the pain more. So it takes more to treat the pain. And right. eventually the, you get to a point where increasing the dose of the narcotic or the opioid um, is much more um, – it, it, it creates much more of a risk of causing problems than it does increasing the pain or okay. reducing pain. Okay. So um, – there are some people with chronic pain that seem to do quite well on mm-hmm. a steady dose of uh, opioids over a long time. But hmm. many people right. get into trouble right. if, if they're looking at opioids as their only solution to chronic pain.
1: Right. So if you have chronic pain, it's not going to be your number one solution most likely. Talk to your doctor about other methods, all, other alternatives. That's right. That's right. And if you notice someone who seems to be addicted to, seems to, let's say, have a problem, you're not quite sure, but you think they do. What What should that person do?
0: Yeah, it's a it, it's like any other substance abuse. Okay. Um, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where, um, if it's somebody you feel you can have an open conversation with, mm-hmm. you should. Um, if it's not. Um, it, it, some of the same tactics you would use if you were concerned about anybody, any other substance abuse issue.
1: Okay. So kind of h- hit it head on and know your audience. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. With us today, Dr. David Severance. He's the chief medical officer with United Healthcare, talking about the opioid crisis and learned a lot today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm Melissa Moore. It's Mile High Magazine. Thanks for spending your Sunday morning with me.